Hello and welcome to the End of the Box Football Podcast, the show where we aim to challenge football convention with thought-provoking and outside-of-the-box points of view. So who's the best goalkeeper in the Premier League? It's probably Alisson, isn't it? Only is it actually? Do we just automatically assume that he's the best without actually considering what he brings to the table? With that in mind, today we're going to hear why Alisson is not world-class and we're also selecting a best 11 from Premier League players not in the traditional big six. I'm your host, Harry Brent. So we've been accused by ourselves more than anything of focusing too much on, uh, you know, the, t- the top teams, particularly in the Premier League. So we decided to do a little segment today where we um, think about who would make our 11 of players made up solely from teams not in the top six. Now, when we say the top six, we mean the sort of traditionally, you know, quote unquote, big teams. So Tottenham, Man United, Arsenal. I don't know why I've started in that order. It's a weird order. Tottenham, Man United, Man City, <laughs> Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool. Um, so the way we're going to do this is we're, we're basically setting the team up in a 4-3-3 just to make it easy. There's four of us here. We're going we're gonna to go through each position, briefly name who we've picked and then and then maybe we can discuss and I don't know whether it's worth picking an actual combined everyone 11 together or is that is that the plan yeah it's great we'll see how it goes um okay and then yeah so remembering that obviously given the fact that we can only have three players per team it might throw up some slightly rogue choices by people I find this quite I find this quite quite easy if anything yeah I think three was probably a bit too many yeah I've only got I think two Really, I've got maximum of three for one specific team. No. I've got yeah, two, so have two from two teams. And then I've just got literally one. And then I, like, I've got a list of like, potentials as well that I weren't 100% sure on. So I'm like, oof. Well, anyway, we'll kick off with goalkeeper. Now, I think this is going to be quite universal. Think, yeah, we all got a unanimous decision. Yeah. Martinez. Yeah. Correct. Okay, that was nice and simple. Uh, <laughs> who, who was putting in the goal then? Was, was, there any, was there anyone else that anyone thought about or was it literally just, I mean, no. straight in, didn't get any Didn't even think about it, did not cross my mind. I had Melier, but I think he's one more for the future. Mm. Yeah. Nick Pope, but he plays for Burnley. Yeah. Yeah. No, fair. I mean, I, mean, I think, yeah. Michael, you know, he's got a lot of experience. <clears throat> Uh, you know, he's won, uh, won titles. You know, he can command the back line well. He's a very good keeper. That's no one said Pickford, which is interesting. Yeah. Oh, man. Any discussion on him? Maybe I'm saving all the Everton players for that. For the burn. After no. that, in last night, was it? But I think, <laughs> yeah, I picked it last night. Got a, got I have have no Everton players. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You would not be surprised. I know Pickford has been linked with a kind of strange role at Spurs. Um, but generally speaking, I think Martinez is the only one you could possibly see at, at let's say, one of the big clubs. Yeah. He was there, he was at one. Um, you know, should should something change? Uh, possibly possibly somebody like Pope as well. And as you say, Roe leads his, leads his guy. Okay, right back. Go on, Harry. You 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 name a person, and we'll say. I, I, I actually got two. I got two names here, and I uh, when I wrote the list, I was like, right, I'll I'll figure out which one I want later, and I've forgotten to do that, so I'm gonna have to make a snap decision. 
Okay, well, what, well, one of us, name one of us to say ours. Bro, you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I went with Livramento. Livramento, okay. And then it was a toss-up between him and Lamperty, but I thought, nah, Tino Livramento has been right, well, very, I mean, very good. You've already mentioned both of the, those were the two I was thinking about, and they're both ex-Chelsea. So. Ricardo Pereira has. Well, I, 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 w- I was doing that, and then you'll understand why I... Yeah, I think we had this same tactic. Well, yeah. Maybe, um, I mean, I, I do, I really, I, to be honest, I do think in some ways that Pereira is probably the yeah. the best right back that's not in the that's not in the big six. But maybe, and and I, I, in that, it, because of that, I kind of wanted him in there. But I think his injuries in the last couple of years have made me kind of slightly think less of him. And, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I think, but I was looking at the other Leicester players that I've included, and I, I think yeah. they're sort of hard to leave out as, as much as he is, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I've gone for. Um, I I just want to preface this by saying I made this list before Tottenham played Norwich at the weekend, and <laughs> Ryan Sessegnon completely dragged him, dragged his shorts down, and spanked him on the pitch. Uh, so I've gone with uh, Max Ahrens. Well. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Max Ahrens, famously signed in your fantasy transfers last summer. Yeah, yeah. before that. Yeah, two one summers four, in a row. First one we did. Yeah, first one we did. I signed Max Ahrens. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, you know, obviously still quite young, um, maybe not going forward the best, uh, you know, the best option you could have, but he's still young, you can train that into him physically, he's quite good, he's pretty quick, good defensively, apart from the weekend, you know, I think he's just got quite a bit of potential in him, and plus I think if you went in with a reasonable offer to Norwich for him, you'd probably get him for a bit cheaper than he's probably worth. Well, this is it, I mean, I doubt they'll sell him. Yeah, in Jan, speak. but I wonder if they go down, he'll he'll go somewhere, uh, won't he? Easily, easily yeah. yeah. Okay, Dave. I went for um, Tarek Lamptey. So. so, oh god, now that that does put me in an awkward position then, because I'm we've got one vote for Livermento, yeah, one vote for Lamptey. Because I think I'm more for, for Aaron's. just because he. I think he's had a bit more Premier League experience. Liverpool, I think, will become a really good player. And I think one of the top six will pick him up in the future at some point. Um, but I just think it's a bit too soon, in my opinion, to, to put, put him in that category of like, best player outside the top six at right back. Because, I mean, Kufal yeah. as well is a shout from West Ham. Yeah, true. Really solid, but, yeah, I went for Lamptey. Yeah, I think, I think I'm going to go for Lamptey as well. I, he's, a, he's a bit like a kind of, just in the style of, the way he runs and tackles, he's like a cante of right backs. Like he's kind of just got his little little legs and little steps, and he <laughs> moves about explosive, the pitch. Yeah, explosive. Yeah, and and you know, and looks a threat going forward as well. Obviously, again with him, the same thing with Pereira is a bit like injuries, but mm. it's probably as you said there a bit early for Libramento. I mean, I know he's he looks a good player, but it's literally only been a he's only had half a season in the first team at Southampton. So, so yeah, all right, I think. I think that's two votes for lamp, lamps, lamps, lamps. Centre back. So we'll we'll do two. We'll do two at once, just so we just so we can we can work. Just that that will work a lot easier. Go on, so, go on Ash. Yeah, no. So I've gone with uh, Christopher Ayer from Brentford, uh-huh. and uh, I've gone for Vestergaard as well. Okay. Oh. I just think uh, obviously Ayer's. I, I think so underrated and how. A bigger team than Brentford didn't snap him up for the price he went for in the end is 
criminal. I think Brentford look a completely different team when he's in it. Mm, I think he'll come up more solid when he is. Uh, and obviously, Vestergaard, you've got the set piece danger there. He's, yeah. Set piece danger. That was a weird move he made. Weird, like, under, under... Under the radar. Under the radar move. Yeah, I forgot it happened. Hey? I forgot it happened. Yeah. To 15 mil as well. That's a snip. Mm. Really good. Yeah, I, uh, I am best to go. My, my two. Nice. D- David? I went for um, Fafana and Lewis Dunk. Dunkey. Fafana, Fafana, okay, yeah, go on. So Fafana, I think he, the way he's, like, his career at Leicester has been unbelievable. Obviously been hampered by injuries, but I think it was him and Saliba both at St. Etienne. Saliba was the more highly rated one. We got him, ended up loaning him out, wasting his talent. And then Fafana's come in and just hit the ground running. And he's, what, only 20 or so? He's, yeah. yeah. I think he's he's got it all. Pace, strong, really good in the air for someone who yeah. doesn't seem as tall as some of the Premier League centre-backs. And he well, Dunk, holds himself well in the air. Yeah, he really does. really holds himself well. And um, Lewis Dunk, I went for because of experience. I think he's a, he's a solid Premier League um, defender. I think he was if he was younger, if he was about four years younger, I think, I wouldn't be surprised if one of the top six did sort of gamble on him, maybe like a Liverpool or something like that, because he's mm. a really, really good player. He can play the ball great in the air. I think he has it all, just not age on his side. He reminds me a bit of Johnny Evans, but a bit obviously a little bit older. Like, yeah. Sort of like a while. He looks yeah. like him slightly. They do look quite similar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of Arsenal fans argue that we should have gone to him instead of um, Ben White. Well, Benjamin White likes to be known. Benjamin White, really? Yeah, yeah. Get over yourself, mate. Yeah, that's that's a bit. Yeah, I agree. Like, Earn the three syllables, mate. We are performing. Earn the three syllables. <laughs> nah, he's always jamming. He's always jamming. Bonjour, more. We. Bonjour, bonjour, mon Louis. Bonjour, mon blanc. I have I have gone for. Um, Fafana as well and Kurt Zuma, um, which is funny because my team is yeah, every, Everyone's injured. That's the bad. Yeah. Everyone's Everyone. injured and ex Chelsea players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Basically, gone from an ex top six. <laughs> I think um, yeah, Fafana. What is because funny because actually you said Vestergaard. That's a perfectly legitimate shout. Out, but I, I think in, he's the third best centre back at the fourth best centre back at Leicester. Sionchu's yeah, quality. Yeah. Johnny yeah. Evans is really good. Fafana is great and going to yeah. be great. And You'll see why in a minute. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I think, um, I mean, Egby said everything there is to say on Fafana. With Zuma, I just felt as if he's, he's, he's suffered a little bit given that, because obviously he's been playing at Chelsea and because, he, he you know, he's not a Virgil van Dijk or... or Ruben Diaz or, or whatever, you sort of go, ah, you know, he's not he's not amazing. But I think in a team like West Ham, where the expectations are lower, he's 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 got everything. Like he's that you know, that kind of quality is you don't get that in below the top six very often. He's you know an absolute presence at the yeah. back. He, you know, because he, he, he's also not like 
his touch on the ball isn't isn't amazing, so he's not going to stand out in a ball in a team that you know plays fluid football. But you know when he's when he's just got to win win headers, sprint sprint with the attackers and tackle people. He's there's few that are better, I think. So I think we mentioned old school centre back. Yeah, I mean that's it. If he was born in like the decade of like in the like early noughties or nineties, I think he would be probably rated as one of the best of them. Maldini, because mm. he's Maldini. not he's not great on the ball, but he defensively he's maybe slightly high praise there. Frank Overazi, I reckon, not quite about <laughs> If he and West Ham weren't doing well, has would you have still had him in? Um, I think so. I, I I've I've always liked Zuma. I mean, again, I think that. He's always. I was happy to sell him for that reason of the world's changing to a play out from the back kind of thing. And yeah. but but I've always thought he's a, he's a he you know he's like sort of Gary Cahill level of you know. I mean I would you know Cahill I think achieved a bit more and stuff, but that sort of level of you know could quite happily be the second centre back in a in a top uh, centre back partnership as long as he's got someone brilliant next to him. So. Um, but yeah, I'm sure it's slightly influenced by the fact that West Ham are doing doing really well as well. But he's out for he's out now for ages. So, and they've lost Ogbonna as well, haven't they? They're, yeah, they're, they're really coming. That was, a, that was an ACL injury. Um, and then go on, Ro. Ro. I went with sheer physicality at the back with Yerimina and Ezri Konsa. Oh, Konsa oh, nice. was one that I was thinking of. Yeah, I feel like them two would be a fantastic and impenetrable partnership. <laughs> yeah, that would you wouldn't you wouldn't height and pace. Yeah, exactly. Height, yeah. pace, physical dominance. Yeah, good luck. That's quite a mix. I think the only person that's been mentioned twice is Fofana. Mm. Who was your second? Who was Vestergaard and who Ash? Uh, Christopher Ayer. That was it. Oh, it's going to be hard. I mean, how do we pick that? I mean, for, I think for I think, Fano... have, I think we should have someone that <clears throat> compliments for Fana. Yeah, who's tall? Concert. We'll get back to that one. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back. We'll, on we'll come. One. Yeah, we'll come back. We'll come back. We'll go on to left backs. Dave, why don't you kick us off? Um, Luca Dean. Luca Dean. I also have Luca Dean. <laughs> I've got Luca Dean. Uh, well, you're all you're all saddles. Question is who's Rogue? Because you've you've wasted an Everton on bloody Yeramina. That's right. No, <laughs> no. I went with Rico Henry, who's got the best stats oh, for a left okay. back at Brentford this season. Apart from of, the obvious top six ones, yeah, Rico Henry. After Luca Dean. <laughs> no, no, no. He's played. He's played much better. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's been uh, he's been brilliant so far this season, Rico Henry. Yeah, I think you're you're definitely having a bias there, bro, with your Brentford connections. Well, I'm not being funny, but Luca Dean hasn't really he, he sounded out. proper passionate about how good Christopher Ayer is when I mentioned. <laughs> yeah. I mean, does. they do yeah. look a different team yeah, when he's they in do, there. They do, they do, they do, <laughs> they do. However, Rico Rico Henry had a great season last year in the Championship, and then this year it's he's just. He doesn't really seem like he's out of place in the Premier League. I'd be surprised that, depending on Brentford's position in the in the in the table at the end of the season, I could see like a mid-table or a mid-to-high table team snapping him up for a fairly good price. Would Would Luca Dean start for Brentford? 
probably not because the way Brentford buy their players, it's all for the system. And I don't think Luca Dean would potentially be part of that system. Luca Dean's got a lot of like attributes and qualities, but I think they're quite selfish qualities, really, that people buy into. No, like no, like the qualities that people when they buy Luca Dean, it's for selfish reasons, not for the the buying him. The buying Luca Dina's abilities rather than thinking can actually fit in the team. Mm. Yeah, he's got that sort of Nelson Semedo feel about him, like kind of come down from the top. Is he is yeah. he actually quite as good as he's as, as he's cracked up to be? He's more yeah. of a sort of God. I don't like to say it. Uh, I was going to say like a jack of all of all trades in the sense that he's got a lot of he ticks mm. a lot of boxes, but not necessarily at the top of all of, of in all the categories. Yeah. Um, well, well, I'm three to one there, so yeah, you've been again, I'm, 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 I'm preaching to the choir, and I'm, I know what the answer's already been. We'll go on to we'll go on to midfield. We'll have to do three at once. Um, That's what I've got. Go on, Declan Rice, Calvin Phillips, and James Ward-Prowse. <laughs> Jordan fucking Henderson. <laughs> and James Ward-Prowse. Okay, so you literally have gone. Oh my god, English. You're on for a full English. That's a, that's sausage and eggs. Now you and... see why I picked Leicester guard. And to let, oh, I just realised that just reminded me of that. It's probably something Leicester fans realised about six months ago. But um, they, I maintain that they have the best football nickname for for a player ever in um, Esteban Cambiaso. They called Leicester fan Cambiaso. <laughs> There's got to be some sort of similar joke in there with Vestergaard. Leicestergaard, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Leicestergaard, because he guards yeah, the Leicester. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. We've done it. We did it. Yeah. Woo! But Woo. sorry, okay, so so Rice, Phillips, Ward Prowse. Wow, wow. There's a yeah, I guess you've got there's a lot there's a lot of variation there. Not no real attacking threat in there, particularly. I mean Declan Rice can serve as that. I mean very, him and, maybe if you went well, Ward, Ward, him and Calvin Ward, Ward, Ward Prowse pretty circa good. 2014. You could yeah, what about get. any set pieces? He's a danger with Vescard in there, so yeah. Fair. Very, very industrious midfield there as well. Like yeah, that's what I want. I want a bit of energy, a bit of, you know, stamina, a bit of hard grit. Grit. Yeah, grit. yeah I, I hope your attackers are, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. <Don't eat> it. <laughs> oh, like defen- defensive wingers. <laughs> uh. Oh, what's his name? The winger from Master. Yeah. Oh, Mark Albrighton. <laughs> yeah, you got Mark Albright. <laughs> I'm glad you knew who I meant. <laughs> Mark Albright and Victor Moses. That's who you, you've gone for. Uh, go, go on, right. Uh, your three? I've gone for a three, which with, with my team, I think it'd be quite balanced. So I've gone for Ruben Neves, Yves Basuma, and James Madison. Oh, no rice. Yeah, I, I kind of I went against the grain because I knew that Rice had get grain. Hey. <laughs> get it? Do you get it? There's no uh, way you meant that. <laughs> <laughs> went against the grain of Rice. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I mean, I like I like that balance actually. Yeah, Neves, Basuma, and Madison. So Neves, Basuma, like more central, then Madison kind of drifting forward. Nice. I, I, think, I think I think mine's pretty balanced. You can have some. You have two of them playing a mid solo with one holding. I don't know. I, I look at your your. You need a sort of 
I because I, I I feel like they have we have this with England when they have like Henderson in that in in there or you know yeah but look at what like, Declan Rice has been doing this season no I know on. I know but I always feel like to get like, I was just I'm not saying that it's just for me like I would want a kind of you know an attacking midfielder not a number ten but like an attacking minded midfielder. Yuri Taylor. Yeah, or you know, or like, or you know, you could put a oh, Madison yeah. or a Mount, or you know, just yeah. some, that sort of player in in a three. But mm-hmm. but hey, um, I have gone for Declan Rice, uh, to, uh, Wilfred Ndidi, which I'm surprised mm-hmm. to hear no one say yet, and um, Thomas Suchek. I just think Rice could do a diff- the same job as Wilfred Ndidi, couldn't they? I mean, I think I think their roles change slightly when there's when there's three in midfield. But I mean, to be honest, again, I'm I'm trying to work out where like with all these things, it's it, it, is it a case of are, are we picking an eleven to be an eleven, or are we picking the, the best you know eleven players per position? So it's it's subjective. But I, Rice is obviously a very good player, and he I don't think could, could miss out. And Didi, I think, is similar sort of level, like m- m- not quite the same ceiling, but you know, he's if if Man United bought Ndidi in January, no one would bat, no one would be too like, you know, going mad about it. Um, and Suchek's obviously just having a really good, yeah, really good season. Well, he's had a good couple of seasons, really. Yeah, 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 literally, that's so true. So I went, I too went for Declan Rice and Basuma, mm. and a player that I'm surprised no one's mentioned, John mm. McInn. Yeah. Oh, he annoys me though. Yeah. It, just, it just annoys me a little. I, I, I like him, but he's just he's look at him. So he's like cool. a little terrier. He is a Scottish terrier. Yeah. And I think for me, I went for it because I wanted Declan Rice to be holding. And then you mentioned it, um, Roe with Basuma. I think going forward, I think he's really underrated. Yeah, box to box, and I think John McGinn as well. Technically, he's really underrated. Yeah, so yeah. I think t- technically, he doesn't get enough credit as he deserves. So exactly, he's so so good. So it's not like you've just got three of the same type of players. They're all like really technically gifted and coming the ball, but they each bring something slightly different to each other. I, I think a lot, most of the players we've mentioned are all pretty technically fantastic. To be fair, I, I think when when managers tend to play players a little bit further back in their midfield the general consensus is mm. uh, if they're a holding midfielder they can tackle and not much else because <laughs> yeah. yeah. that's the only reason I didn't have indeed because I think his passing abilities may be slightly less than maybe a lot of the players we've all mentioned because winning he's an incredible ball winner and I think maybe that's slightly unfair as well because he obviously plays for Leicester which are sort of possession based team but just sometimes I see him, I just think if you were just maybe technically just slightly better, I think you'll probably be at an even better team. No disrespect to Leicester and all that. Slightly highly. I think Tielemans as well was one player that I wanted to put in there just for maybe a bit more creativity, but there's also another there's, Leicester there's player. So many, yeah, there's so many options, isn't there? Like I would look, all three of those midfielders are good. As you said, no one mentioned Tielemans and he he's yeah, really good. Yeah, you would walk maybe into a lot of the top six midfield. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, if we weren't limited to three I, I, per per team, I think Tillemans would have got in my Yeah, And it's team. a testament to Leicester as well, the amount of players that yeah. we couldn't afford to get in. Should we do two wingers? Yeah. In one go and then, yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> um, I will go first for this one. I have gone for uh, Dwight McNeil. And I've also gone to one. And Ben uh, Said Ben Rama, 
hope I've said his first name. Oh, okay. I, to be honest, I, that was the, that second winger. I there was a few options I had, and, I, and I'm actually not super convinced by it. But I, I liked him for uh, Brentford. I, you know that that was when I w- watched most of him. He's obviously not, you know, always every week in the West Ham team. But I think he's he reminds he's, me of kind of like progression um, into the team. No. Yeah, he, he reminds me a lot of like um, not necessarily. Um, Attitude-wise, but kind of, you know how um, Adel Tarapt was was kind of one yeah, of those players. Yeah, like so really much ability, sure and it's, yeah. yeah, it's just like, is it? Is he going to get it right and put it all together? And I feel like yeah. he's one of those players. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of included him because of that. I think he, out of all the wingers I was considering, he was the only one that I could see at like a, you know, I'm not saying he will do this, but like at a Barcelona or, or something, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, any of them could go to Barcelona. Uh, Dave? I went for Rafinha. Because I'm a huge fan. I think he's just a phenomenal player. Yeah. And, um, Wilfred Zaha. Oh, yeah. Un- unfashionable, but, but not a bad shout. I'm not, I'm not a fan of Zaha. I'm afraid. <laughs> Come on, bro. No, sorry. I think has all the ability in the world. I think it's just his mentality. So I think he's a, the amount of goal sort of contributions that he has. He draws so many fouls. He draws defenders to him. He commits players. And I think that just opens chances for his other team members. I think if he had more quality around him, and I think Crystal Palace are actually building a really good team under Patrick Vieira. I'm just hoping that he'll be able to just get more goals and assists because he's, he's so good. I really wish we went for him. Yeah, well, he tried to. There was a. It was going to happen, wasn't it? For yeah, everybody wanted him, but then they got Pepe instead. I felt a bit sorry for him because I remember it it was the summer when they sold Wan Bissaka. Yeah, and he like Zaha had been trying to leave for about two (laughs) two years at that point, two three years, and they just were like, "No, you're staying, but we'll let this little kid go." (laughs) Did Arsenal like? uh, Didn't they quote Arsenal like eighty million quid? Yeah, and then we were like. Yeah, because I think they like now we'll spend that on Pepe instead. They wanted a lot of it up front, while Lil they wanted they didn't mind it in installments. So they probably wanted about 50, yeah. 60 mil up front, while Lil will like just pays like twenty. That's mil. that's the thing though, because most of them will want will have it in installments because it's yeah. you know because that's just norm now. You know, cash for cash flow reasons, it looks good on the box. Um, Ash, so I've gone for Dwight McNeil. Nice, I am very filled with prayers. Uh, I think you know he's obviously Burnley's best player, which isn't doesn't seem that hard to do. But you know he's very tricky, very technically good. You know, it's probably like old-fashioned left-sided winger. You know what I mean? Getting in those crosses to the big boys. You know, there's there's something just old-fashioned about him, and but also like new age. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's technically really good, really fast. And then I've gone for uh, Leon Bailey on the other side. Yeah, um, you like Leon Bailey. I really do like Leon Bailey. Yeah, another one of your Bailey fantasy is very, signs. very good. Yep. I don't know. I I feel like Villa's is level, and and I don't mean that as an insult. I think Villa in their current form, but like, I was surprised when you said you wanted him for Spurs. I I don't I don't know whether is is he any better than. I mean, he's not better than like. Certainly not better than Son. He's not better. He's than, not better than Lucas Moura. 
Yeah. I don't know. I think we're going off a recency bias of Lucas Moura's goal against Norwich. Yeah. Nah, I but feel like Lucas, Lucas, Lucas is a bit of an unsung hero, I feel. He, he takes the reins when Harry Kane's not there. Evident in the I mean, Champions League run that when he got to the final. Yeah, Lorente. That was all Lorente, wasn't it? <laughs> But yeah, no, uh, Lucas Moore is pretty good. Uh, I think he quite often loses the ball far too much. Yeah. Uh, I think Leon Bailey's very good with the ball in his face, very quick, uh, cut inside, got left foot. Uh, Not properly yeah. shown it for Villa yet, though. No, that's the thing. He's like, yeah, he's getting a little like Winning as played for Villa, he's really, really good, and that's not very, not not at his sharpest, not at his fittest. Mm. Under Dane Smith, so I imagine Stephen Gerrard will fully fit Leon Bailey. I think that's a quite a mm. dangerous thing. I think we'll see it soon. Mm. Right. So, some honourable mentions. Who's ringing me? He's giving us two teams here. <laughs> One second, someone's ringing me. I don't even know that number. Apologies. Um, no, yeah, I don't think you can play Sergio Canos on that right wing side. You know? <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> uh, worthy mentions uh, that obviously Egby's mentioned Rafinha, fantastic. No one's mentioned Mary Gray. Oh, come on. I, look, apart from that goal. <laughs> He's crap, man. Can that name be banned from the podcast? <laughs> He's but crap. The ones that I went with. He's looked like Everton's best player this season. Really. I've watched him for years with Leicester and the guy, the geezer's like, yeah, fair enough. He, he's, he's probably having his best season and he's got a lot of ability, but all he does is get the ball, cut inside and shoot. And nine times out of ten, the shot just goes blazing over the bar. All right, and, then was, and then it will live off that. It live. Sorry, I only, I don't mean to just. Rip He's not in my team, by the way. It was just an honourable mention. Just, I've had Fuck about, um, I've had about like six, 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 about four or five years of my Leicester fan mates constantly telling me how shit this guy is. So um, it comes from a reasonable place. Okay, but, so but sorry, moving on. swiftly on to the actual players in my squad, <laughs> I've gone also with side Ben Rama. Yep. Um and ex Brentford and you know I feel like pretty pretty you know Harry said it pretty well with you know the comparisons to uh, Tarat and my left sided winger is Alan Saint Maximan. I was gonna say yeah because mm. I feel like if he was in a much more structured team with more um of a playing style. And better, better people really around him. I feel like he'd really flourish. I just don't think he can stay fit. Look, I think that's his issue for his entire career. I mean, he's been maybe not 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 too much at Newcastle. But I been, mean, yeah, he's been all right. He's been hampered with injuries for his entire career. I mean, he, he's always looked promising. He's always looked really good. And then he gets in. Yeah, Alan Saint Maxman and Said Ben Rama. Striker. Striker. Now I'll, I'll start. I'll start off because I, I, you know, I've always been someone who rates him less highly than the rest of the country seems to. But I mean, I have gone for Vardy, but it feels like his time is is coming to an end. I do like Pat Sindaka. Mm. Um, 
Yoakam good, yeah. Who has one of the best chants going. I don't know if you've heard it. How does it go, Has? Oh, it's brilliant. Tamina, Amina, eh, eh, Patsandaka, eh, eh, Tamina, Amina, Sankalegua. He comes from Zambia. <laughs> That's brilliant. Nice. Anyway. Um, yes, Vardy is my choice. Um, but make this list next year and he's probably not in it. Yeah. Arguably yeah it seems, it does seem that way, doesn't it, really? Mm. I mean, he's... Very, very, very good at his style, but I think his style is just limited to, to sprint explosiveness and like, you know, he's, he's barely on, he barely touches the ball. He, you know, I don't well, think yeah, that's coincided with Leicester's down, like, downfall a bit as well. What, him not, him failing to score? Yeah, not playing as well. well he, he always has a period and every season seems to have a period when he doesn't score for a bit. Um, he started the season really well. He was tied with Salah for, for a while. Yeah. So I don't think it's got, I don't think it's going through that. I, I mean, I just, you know, I, I just think that, you know, generally speaking, I don't, you know, he's the, he, he's the end product when Leicester are playing well. I'm not sure that him not playing well is, you know, because they've got, they've got goals in that team, which is, they've done very well to do because they were so reliant on him two, three years ago now, but they've got, you know, Madison and, and Dakar and Ian Do you want him to have a lot of touches? That'd be my question. Because he's not fantastic on the ball, like, passing it about. You, you want him running onto it and then maybe hitting a shot with his first touch. If he's not having that many touches, but most of them are shots on target or goals, then that's not Well, yeah, they, they, obviously, they play to his strengths, but I, I guess what I mean is, you know, because because his his sort of strengths are very kind of uh, had, you know, not limited as in he doesn't have strength, but he's good at one thing and he's very good at, yeah. very good at that. And Leicester have played, played to that for ages. But I think it's one of the reasons why he wouldn't work so well in a, in, you know, better teams because they, they, you don't get that space in behind. You don't get that, you know, you have to be on the ball. You have to have your back to goal. But anyway, go on. I've said Vardy. Who, who has everyone else said? Uh, I was I was a bit stuck, so I was ch- torn between having Ivan Tony because I think he's very, very good and does a, a lot of the similar things Harry Kane does. What fail to score? <laughs> Scored more than him this year. Take that back. Yeah, Harry Kane it does a lot of the things that Ivan Tony does. Actually, is how you should say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Can we just can I <laughs> stop this real quick and just say that I feel like people are giving Harry Kane a lot of stake, right? For the goals and assists that he's not got this season, right? But I haven't actually watched Tottenham play. I tell you what, it's and he's actually played very well for the last four games. I, I tell you what's really annoying: the fact that I've had him in my fantasy league team <laughs> since the start of the season, and he's accumulated three points. <laughs> can yeah, I? Well, can three I just say, fucking can I just points. Jump in? That's not good. Let me just jump in because I was uh, now that we've gone down this tangent because I was going to say I saw something on uh, online earlier today of someone who is not someone I'd necessarily trust as a reliable source, but they were sort of saying like, isn't it ridiculous how Kane is, is literally not scoring at all and you don't hear a thing about it in the media. It's interesting, yeah. Ash, that you say that everyone's going on and criticising him. So obviously from a Spurs perspective, you'd see that more. From a non-Spurs perspective, I've seen barely any of it. I just wanted to get yeah. the other oh, non-Spurs fans' perspectives on whether or not they think is Kane getting the right amount of criticism or, you know... Nah, he needs to be, he needs to be put under the bus. 
Does he? What's I mean, I've been playing well. Ash, what's the Tottenham fan base saying about Kane? Well, they're all stupid anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Half of them are saying Keane doesn't want to be here. Or Ken doesn't want to be here. <laughs> yeah. But literally, they're like, oh, he doesn't want to be here. He doesn't want to play for the shirt. He's not even putting a shift in. He's literally running 16 kilometres again. Right. And I'm not saying that's, you know, that doesn't mean he's playing well, but he is putting a shift in. That's one thing. And the second thing, he is playing well. And Roy, if you have fantasy league and your fantasy league picked up second assists, he'd be top of the he'd be top of the list for it. Because he's constantly playing the pass. There's there's a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason why there's no such thing as second assists. Because then if there's no if second assists are a thing. No, no, they're not. They're not. There shouldn't ever be a thing. Should not no. Oh, grow up, man. That's like saying that's like saying oh Edison should get an assist because he started that move from goal kick. Get a grip. Right. So you're saying if Kane drops deep, picks up a ball, sees a, a runner, plays a fantastic through ball to Region on the left wing. It's good build up play. Be able to play, plays it fantastically. Region knocks an easy ball across the goal for Son to hit it in. Region gets a lot of praise for that for the assist, but Kane should get none. No. no. Kane will be like, you know, everyone will go, well done, Kane. Great no, they build don't. Up play. They say, oh, he's not scoring. He's not assisting. Great, great build-up play. They say he's not scoring. He's not assisting. You should never put it into and that's, the that's second, exactly what's happened with the secondary right assist. That is, he's dropping deep. He's linking play. He's holding when, up play. When, when he's he winning fouls. He's just not scoring. He's getting in positions. Yes, if he was on form and it was last season, he'd have three or four goals right now because of the one-on-ones that he's you know, hit at the keeper or the keeper saved it, which he would have put away last season. But he's not playing badly at all. Mm. He's, he's I'm not saying, I'm not saying he's playing badly, but obviously he's out in my fantasy league. He's not as clinical as he and, was for last season. And last season, Kane had scored or assisted around 54% of all Tottenham's goals. This season, it's around 12. And I prefer that because it shows we're not over-reliant on it anymore. It shows not the over, team performance and the team is getting scoring. better. But you, yeah, but everyone else is. We're, we're, we're two points off. For, for the record, I think that it's obviously one of he's definitely, as you said, Ash, one of the victims of the current obsession with like stats and how many goals someone has. He's a victim and, of his own success. Like, I, I've seen, I've, honest to God, I've seen Chelsea fans genuinely freaking out on Twitter about Romelu Lukaku being like, oh my God, like, forgetting the fact that he's been injured for, t- for two months. So, like, he's got like three <laughs> goals and it's nearly Christmas. Like, <laughs> Relax, and, and possibly I haven't watched enough of Tottenham to know precisely because Kane's definitely lost a bit of like I wouldn't say confidence, but you know that kind of natural, just you know, uh, natural sense. spunk. But, yeah, natural spunk. Um, but I think I know what you mean. Where he, it's not like he hasn't he hasn't done a Torres where he just can't play anymore. He's just he's just he's, he's in a in, in a bit of a situation where he's not scoring. But but to, to, to round off my point, I, I was thinking about this um, earlier today and, and whether or not I think Kane is getting enough criticism for his bad form. And, and I thought about it and I said, well, it's not like Timo Werner where he's missing ridiculously easy chances. He's just not scoring. And I was compared it to, for example, Aubameyang. I don't hear Aubameyang getting like loads and loads and loads of criticism. We just don't hear much of Aubameyang. Maybe from an Arsenal perspective that would oh, be different, yeah, but from yeah. from, a, from an outside perspective, I don't hear much from Remy. I don't hear much from Kane. But, but and I think that's fair to be honest. I think that's about right. I don't think there's any sort of. 
but yeah the, the, the point the person was initially making was they were suggesting there's some sort of agenda because the media love Kane I, I don't think that's any got anything to do with why, why he's not being criticised but anyway I digress who, who did you go you went for Ivan Tony. Oh, it was a toss-up actually <laughs> 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 Ivan Tony because he does a lot of things Kane does and Jimenez as well Jimenez no, I, I, like, I like Jimenez yeah I, I do really like him and us, but his, his head injury has changed and we are going off the way that, that he is now. So then I went for Ivan Tony. And that was the thing. Yeah. But I did want to mention him and us because I really do like him. Yeah, he's still, you know, he scored a couple of in a year and, like, you know, he's banging in loads of goals again and he's playing fantastic, which he is at the minute, but it's just, you know. Yeah. That injury is going to change and that's going to be sad. Ro? Ivan Tony. Two votes for Tones. Tony. Uh, eggs? You, this conversation has made me change, man. <laughs> so, it, Ivan Tony. It, <laughs> so, it, uh, it was Kane, but it's not <laughs> Ivan Tony. <laughs> it's a Pamia. No, um, it's... Um, <laughs> not after last it night. Was, it was Vardy. Have I, have I convinced uh, you to... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your argument for him has made me go against him. <laughs> but I think someone who deserves massive, massive credit, and I think he's been one of the major reasons for their success over the last few years, but Mikel Antonio. Yeah. True. I yeah. think he's criminally overrated. I think he's overrated. I think, oh, do you, Ash? I think for me what he does is he unsettles defences mm. he's bullish, he holds yeah. a ball up so he might not be the most clinical but I think he terrorises defences and I think with the players that I've especially got in my team I think he'll just create that space for them to do what they want to do and you'll knock it into him, he'll hold it up he'll wrestle the defender I think he just brings it all together just being like the focal point Yeah I'm somewhere. I'm somewhere. Yeah, between good chat. I, I think I'm trying yeah. to work out. I'm trying to work out whether story, it's is. <laughs> no, I, I I don't disagree with that. I just I, yeah. I I'm somewhere in between you two. I, I, the times I look at him and I think he's not. He's quite sort of. Oh, no, I don't like to. Use, it's not limited, but you know, not not as kind of. Yeah. So then, but, lethargic as well at times. But. I think I'm I'm basically just trying to work out similar with the you know like with most of West Ham's players whether or not. It's just a, a sort of knock-on effect of them playing well, or, or whether actually, you know, when the like the one th the one thing I will praise Vardy for is that, you know, he will score goals in a crap Leicester team, you know, because mm. it's just that sort of player. Okay, well, I think there's we've literally got a consensus on every position except for one in one in midfield and one at centre back. Um, would anybody nominate plead, someone they didn't vote case. for either, either in either at centre midfield or is anyone thinking someone mentioned someone as like actually do you know what for the sake of finding a consensus, I really think Christopher Ayer is a fantastic no, no you can't fantastic. you can't promote your own choice what are the, what are the options Raw Raw there was so, every Brentford mate he's Brentford how many Brentford well, players have we, well, we got in then that's the thing I think we've only got we've only got, we've only got one at the moment so um, so the so the options are for at centre back. So Aya, Vestergaard, um, Zuma, Conta, Mina. Got a lot on. He's got Vieira out of them. What under? 
It has. I'll go Conte just because I did have him in it for a hot second. So I'll go Conte. Fire and concert. That's all. Fire and concert. Like I think that's got a good ring to it. Right. He's going in, and then yeah. at, at centre mid. Um, so we've got we've got a few. We've got one vote for all of Phillips, Rice and Basuma, Ward, Ward Prowse, the Basuma. So yeah, Rice and Basuma are in it already. Oh, so okay. Ward Prowse, Phillips, Neves, Madison, McGinn, and Suchek. I'll go Madison. I would also go for Madison. Yeah. Oh, fucking uh, get in there. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Maybe and he, that and he, can, tomorrow, and he can get in. He can get in because of the, um, because there's not, a, no, that's not uh, sure. so, okay. So, 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 so there's a clarify there. So we'll go through the, run through the team quickly and please call me up if there's three of any team. I don't think there is. In goal, Emmy Martinez. A back four of Tarek Lamptey, Fafana, uh, um, Esri Conta, and Luca Dean. Uh, a midfield three of Declan Rice, Basuma, and James Madison. And then a front three of Saeed Ben Rama, Dwight McNeil, and Ivan Tony. So I do not understand why Allison is seen as a quality or class keeper. I feel that his. His eccentricity and ball playing, I think, has been misconstrued as competence for competence as and actually being good. I never look at him and think he is unbelievable. He's world class. Obviously, his fee was astronomical for a keeper, but I just, I don't know. I just don't see. It. I feel like Liverpool could actually get an upgrade on him. Yeah, keeper. Do you have anyone in mind? Like that really, is realistically in mind, not like just picking keepers that are better. Martinez. <laughs> Martinez. I feel like Martinez is a better keeper than Allison. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, I, I agree. So is, is, is this, do you think, yeah. are, you, are you saying you think Allison has like flaws that. He's that ma- him... I feel he's massively overrated. Okay. I think he's, 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 benef- he's profiting off a, a very good defence. Van Dyke in front of you. What, yeah. Apart from his very good ball playing ability, which. At times can be suspect. What is he? Is is, is he a, an excellent like shot stopper? Does he really command his area? Does what? What does he actually do? That this is, this is a really interesting thing for me because when you initially said it in the group chat, right, mm. I instantly thought, what? <laughs> yeah, of course, no, of course I wasn't. Yeah. of course he's a top keeper. And then I was thinking about it more. Like, is it? Why? Why is he a top keeper? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Why? 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 Like we just assume that he is without actually knowing why. Well, he's, he, I don't, I don't think set pieces when corners are coming in. If, if the defense isn't there, he, can, he flaps a bit sometimes. Yeah, he's a bit liable like that. He's rash. He rushes out of his box when he doesn't need to. Um, he doesn't face many high quality chances because of the defense is in front of him. I think the one good quality he has is he can be. A good shot stopper, but I think that's within close proximity. Well, even that can be, isn't yeah, like, it's not, it's not, it's not exactly certain, not convincing, is it? And his ball distribution again, depending on uh, depending on the urge, maybe the urgency, but also the pressure on the other team. I feel like teams that can press Liverpool well, which isn't a lot, but I feel like the teams that can. They could put Allison under pressure, and he, his distribution just goes out the window. 
Incomplete. to Leeds like that. Pardon? Yeah, yeah. I think Leeds. Yeah, I think Leeds did a good a good job of doing that. But like, just if you compare the distribution, let's say to like Edison, and like obviously not being biased at all, but. The guy just doesn't look like he's asked at all. The guy doesn't know what the word pressure is. He just, he's so composed. Edison, on, Edison yeah, he's just yeah. so composed on the ball. Like, I he, mean, he can have about like, five players chasing after him and he's still just like got the look like. <laughs> I could even extend this to Edison, but I thought I just want to stick with Allison. No, even, no, 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 no. You stick with <laughs> Even Edison, I think again, it's eccentricity yeah. that he's like overcompensates for him being actually not a great at keeper, as in shot stopping, great at distribution, but let's maybe just stick to Allison. Do you so reckon to talk about well, I was going to say, Egby, do, do you reckon that it's got anything to do with the fact that when, because Alison and Edison came in at the same window, 2018, yeah. I think, yeah. it kind of coincided with David De Gea losing his kind of throne as the, the, the heralded best keeper in the league when his form, I mean, yeah, opinions on De Gea differed for me for, for a while, but but that's besides the point. Does it have anything to do with the fact that because obviously at that time, I think Courtois left in that summer as well. Yeah. Was it that there was kind of this vacuum of like, there's no, there's no standout. So they, that those two kind of automatically got put in there, especially given the fact that at the same time you're, you're playing Klopp Guardiola football. So as you mentioned at the top, being able to play with your feet was a kind of really prized attribute. Yeah. Do you think, do you think that's kind of pushed, both of them above Alison, especially above you know where his talent should should say he 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 should go. Yeah, I think the price tag. I think like you said, yeah, everything you said there. I think maybe the vacuum that was left yeah. by his decline. I think the fact that he went to Liverpool. I think the fact that it was hyped that you know Liverpool if they get Alison then they've, they've that's the final piece in the puzzle. Yeah, and I suppose it came it, like they, he came in and obviously with Van Dijk and then it was like yeah. they won the they won the Champions League the year after he arrived at the the first first year and then they won the league obviously the year after so I, I suppose that is has a knock on effect obviously you come in that happens you look like wow that's that looks amazing but yeah I think I, I agree I think maybe like just it's kind of over glamorized due to the fact that the new the, the the system seems to be working well. It's kind of complementing and yeah. Where would you? So he's not. You don't see him as a weakness for Liverpool, or do you? I mm, I think set pieces. When, yeah, especially like well, like. I don't, I, don't mean, I don't mean in specific. I just mean in the same way that Kepper was a. I'm not just talking about level, but generally speaking, you go Kepper is a weakness. Carius is a weakness. Like yeah, he's not. not a I, I don't think Kepper's a weakness. <laughs> Or, or you could, or for example, a lot, a lot of people, even though he's not, because Kepper and Carius are bad examples because they were genuinely, you know, children running with scissors. But you know, like someone like you could Everton, Everton fans might say Pickford's a weakness. You know, he's, he's got mistakes in him. Leicester fans might go Schmeichel. You know, is a weakness. He's got mistakes. Is it that's is Allison there for for you? He's not. He's not really a liability. I think, like for me, you know, he's someone that is is in desperate need of an upgrade. I think for what they're meant to do and what they actually do, I think there's a complete disparity between the two. And how, I think... Go on, what are you going to say? I was going to say, how many keepers in the Prem... Where, where does he rank in the Prem in terms of keepers for you? By, by default, he'll obviously be top five, but... I don't okay. think I don't think he's as high up as people think he is. Because he people, yeah, he's the automatic one, isn't he? Yeah. When, Tim or Edison yeah. for the top for the number one spot goal yeah. in the league. And I don't think he is 
that I think he's third or fourth maybe. He, Brazil, so he, Brazil start him though, don't they? Brazil, he, he starts yeah, Brazil yeah, he ahead gets of ahead of he gets ahead of Edison. Yeah, and again, Edison is a is a keeper that I just think is like a bit like Jens Lehmann. I think because he's so eccentric, because he's such a character, it almost overcompensates yeah. at times lack of ability and his mistakes. But because he's so hyped, it's like it comes across as confidence or he always knew what he was doing. And actually, I think there's a sort of lapse in concentration that at times can put City sort of on the uh, disadvantage. So I just, those two keepers they're just mad. maybe for me I like a more calm composed but commanding keeper and maybe their personalities is probably the opposite of what I would want in a keeper mm. but I just really think there's a lot of question marks to their actual ability and what people think they actually are well let's put it in this kind of scenario then Edison and Allison both now then play for the two worst teams in the league which are what Norwich Newcastle, and Newcastle Norwich. yeah who do, you, who do you think is going to do better? Edison. Yeah. But then again, but then I think that's because his playing style, i.e. because he can play the ball, adds a dimension, adds another dimension. Right. But if you were to just solely As take a goalkeeper, though. As just a goalkeeper. Really. Shot stopping. Yeah. across, commanding area. I think I, I agree with you to, to, a lot, to a large extent here. I agree with you. I think that there is a definite sense of he's overrated in because there is that automatic. Alisson's the best in the Prem. When I agree with you, there should be the sort of second question of is he? Uh, yeah. And, and why and all that sort of stuff. I Just off the top of my head again, I'm trying to work out whether this is because I'm falling victim to that. I kind of automatically think that he might be giving him a bit of a hard time in terms of his like, I, I, I feel secure with, I'd feel secure as a Liverpool fan with, with, with Alisson. That's not to say that he doesn't have flaws. Um, and I think that he's he's not a well-rounded, completely well-rounded keeper. That, mm. as you say, I think people like, he's not like you know Neuer was was genuinely top grade in lots of yeah areas. Of being, I mean, he's just conceded to and you, uh, and, Milan. So and you and you look at Oblak. Oblak is a, is a great example of where that you know genuinely top class shot stopping yeah. presence kind of goalkeeper. So I agree with you. I, I think he's he's put on. A high ped- a high pedestal, but but maybe it's just because in the prem we don't have an oblack, we don't have a Neuer to make him sort of yeah. look worse. But that's it. It's it's like because you're right, we probably don't have world class keepers or as top level of talent we do in other positions. I think that automatically we automatically elevate him to that level, even though he's not. So he's like. At, let's say like we see him as an eight or nine out of ten when in reality I think he's like a six out of ten. Mm. I have a pretty long-winded point about his distribution. Okay, so I've, I have reference back to an article mm. from when Jordan Pickford injured Virgil Van Dijk for Liverpool, and he was out for a long, long time. Mm. And there was an article going into how uh, Liverpool's attack has changed because Virgil Van Dijk is injured. Uh, so Trent Alexander-Arnold isn't receiving passes he normally does. So the, I, a long diagonal ball that he can run upon. So there's no one there to play that pass that Van Dijk can hit so nicely, play his diagonal cut pass. So Liverpool having to change the way they played and the way they attacked. So my question would be, why would they have to do that? Because I feel like Alisson 
is praised for distribution as well, but I don't think he's that good at it. Mm. He's praised for it. So, but if he's praised for it, he should be able to distribute well. So why would he not instead get into the same, like the left side of his box and play this diagonal ball to Trent Alexander-Arnold that Liverpool are missing? Well, if that was Edison, he would be able to do it. If that was Edison, he'd be able to do but, it. But without, I, without question. I, t- I, t- I see what you're saying, but it, it, is, are those two, is Alisson doing that job and Van Dijk doing that job completely interchangeable? I mean, just well, change. Say that. I guess he's keeping a step. Alisson is not going to be ever standing where Van Dyke is. Mm. That would change this. That would. Alisson, what are you saying? Right. So Van Dyke's there. So he's maybe 15 yards away from his penalty box on the left yeah. side of it. And he can knock that ball there, right? I, I, I think it's not that different for Alisson to be on the left side of his penalty box and hit that ball. You're saying no, it's, it's, it's why does he need to pass it to Van Dyke? Who then it's like an, yeah. an added step. But, but what is what is his distribution? It's yeah. a short pass to Van Dyke. Mm. It's I don't, I don't but, that. But that, yeah, I suppose. But the, but there's a difference. But I think between like so Edison has set the standard for for keeper distribution, which is off the chat off the chart. But mm. I don't think that's what the keeper distribution. Keepers are not playmakers. When we talk about keeper distribution, we do mean quite simple short passes because generally speaking think back to Petr Cech and Van der Sar like they couldn't play with a ball at their feet you know even Thibaut Courtois and like you know Edouard Mendy's not not great at it like being good at distribution I think is is I know he does play a, a kind of occasional crazy balls but like Manuel Neuer who can kind of you know who can at least handle himself under pressure I know Alisson does make mistakes but I think when people say he's good at I don't know whether people say Alisson's good at distribution. They say he's good on the ball, which I think is, generally speaking, I, don't know, I think he's true. distribution quite a lot. But but I almost feel like I, when I, people I say that they mean they mean he's good on the ball rather than I, th- I think it's because he's compared to Edison so much. And Edison yeah. is sort of stand out for it. No, I agree. And, yeah. and they are competing with each other. They say, like, oh well, Alisson also must be good at distribution without actually having any evidence to back that up. That's what I mean. I think when those two keepers came in, as I said to Egri before, it, it, they were the first two keepers to come in and have that kind of ability. We, we hadn't had any, I mean, Pep brought in Claudio Bravo for it and it didn't work. Like they came in and as you said, they came in at the same time. So I think people naturally lump them together and kind of just go, oh yeah, they're both good at distribution and good on the ball. When actually yeah. Edison is not as good as Alisson on the ball and Alisson is not good as Edison at distributing, but generally speaking, they're both Brazilian, they both came in at the same time, they're both technically... Like lazy comparisons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, no, I, I take your point. I think that if if he was as good as he's cracked up to be, there's a ch- you know, there's no reason why he couldn't step into those positions. But as I say, I, I think it's... I just, I think people, you know, I don't think that he, he's ever going to have that role where he plays long. Where does Mendy fit in the pecking order? Of very, very far down. I do not rate him in the slightest. <laughs> I mean, he should have definitely ran to it. I think it was an emergency stopgap because <laughs> Kepa was doing so awful and I think Chelsea should upgrade him very, very soon. What, 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 what are you, just out of interest, I mean, I'm not saying m- m- anything about Mendy yet, but what, what, what's your, you know, it was quite... That was quite negative about Mendy there. Like what? Yeah. What? What? Yeah. what like, yeah. What's? What's? The, I just what's don't think he's that good at, uh, as being a goalkeeper. I think he does a job, and I think the job he was brought in to do is to be solid because Kepa was so bad. 
I think you rushed to get him. I think he was quite the panic buy. I don't think you did due diligence on him at all. I think he's very would well. You, would you not have said? Would you not say he's been a success? When you say he's a pa- like a rushed panic buy, like I think whether him whether, whether we rushed to, for it or not, do you not think the purchase you, was you, justified? You, you agree that you did. Well, right. I agree that I agree that we were in a situation come the summer where we weren't expecting to have to replace Kepa, but needed to. So therefore, you couldn't have all the big, you know, big sort of a, a big plan. It, there, there was a sense of oh god. I, I think he's something. solid. I think he's fine. I don't think yeah. he's good enough for the champion of champions of Europe. Yeah, I, I agree. Definitely, he's the Champions League winning goalkeeper. Well, is a bit. I think the verdict's still out. I don't know. I think. Sorry, the jury's I, still I'm, out. I'm happy to. To this is not just because he, because he's Chelsea. I I agree with you that I think he came. Like I would have. I think, generally speaking, if, Don, if we'd got Donnarumma, that would have been that would have been even even better. Donnarumma's obviously, you know, got a huge ceiling. Although he can't get in the PSG team, let's let's be frank about that. Um, He's only there for the culture. I, I think you're being ridiculously harsh on Mendy. I think, I think regardless so of why he came in, he's been a he's he's. His form has been brilliant. He's he's one of the best shot stoppers in the league. I think the ball at his feet, he's he's not great. But considering that we never go long, he's done remarkably well. He he made a couple of mistakes against West Ham at the weekend. Which, yeah, I'm not going to bring them up because obviously so, they're... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and by the time I edit this, it'll be about two months ago. But I think that he's... <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the one-off mistakes, they're fair enough. But, but, it, I think, but I'm, I'm I think intrigued now because I think he's... This is, this is a key time for him because he, this is the first time he's had a had a test and whether whether his confidence goes a little bit mm. we'll see but no I, I i i honestly would put him i'd put him in the top three keepers in the league um and i would put him you know i i don't i don't think that maybe i'm biased I, would, I, would, I don't think I would, your I would of him is, is oh, unfair. Oh, come I, I think on, Ash. Oh, oh, come off it. Lloris has been I, one of your Achilles heels. <laughs> he has not. He's First, been one of yes, the most solid players. Has. No, he hasn't. Yes, he has. He's no, he hasn't. If you he's look, got three, he's got three, he's three mistakes in him every game. He did stop. <laughs> You're on a right. very mistakes in a keeper. You've got the worst keeper mistakes. reactions on the planet than Hugo Lloris. Nah, no chance. He's fantastic. No chance. He's quick-minded. He's got fantastic reactions, and he's a brilliant shot stopper. He is, and he's going. He doesn't, and he's he doesn't going come off his line as much as he possibly should, but he's he's off. And he's leaving at the end of his contract in the summer. That's he's, yeah, he should have been. I'm sorry, but I think three seasons ago he should have left. I think. Yeah, look, I, I, like, above him, I think. I like him. I'm I'm I think he's been one of the things that have been holding Tottenham. I think Martinez. I even think Casper Schmeichel. He's better than him. Who? Who's that? Sorry, Mendy. Mendy. Oh, I yeah. thought he was about Michael. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, I think that's a good. I think, I think this is a good point to end before he gets a bit, a bit, a bit too personal. Exactly. What do you think? I, I feel like you kind of. You know what? Weirdly, I do. I I agree with both of you because I think he is a stopgap. I don't think he should be the keeper of a Champions League winning team, but I think it's undeniable that he has been successful. I think how well he's done, <coughs> and that obviously coincides with how well Chelsea's done, but I think he's been obviously a step up from Kepa, which, not to be harsh, maybe isn't hard, but I think he has been really, really good. I think he's helped with the way Chelsea plays. So I think it's harsh saying that he hasn't been successful 
but I definitely agree that he is a stopgap. And if for, he, for the record, I, I he yeah, is, yeah. he was he was bought as a stopgap. That there's no denying yeah, that. Yeah. And and if there was said, there was obviously the view of like right, we're going to go and get somebody else. But yeah. I will what I will say now is that um, unless there is a kind of dip off in form in some way akin to Kepa, Chelsea will not buy another goalkeeper for. So you're saying unless all my Oblak or Donnarumma becomes available. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I I even think even though. I would, I would personally take both of those keepers. I think, I don't think Chelsea will not buy another keeper for, for, for years now. That he's our keeper for, they, like, I'll happily. And this is not me going. He's the best thing that's ever happened to us. He's not as good as Czech. He's not as good as Courtois. But I'm just, I'm just saying, like he was bought as a stopgap. But I think the form he's shown since then it gives us no reason to, you know, so just, just. It's difficult with keepers because there's only there's only a small amount that you could say are, are unbelievably better, and usually they're not available. So it's like, you know, just because Oblak is available doesn't doesn't mean you know that you have to. Well, we're not happy with Mendy then, or you know whatever. But but no, I, I'm saying I'll say right now that barring a dip in form akin to ish Kepper, not quite as bad as that, but you know, like a dip where what I'm saying is, providing he doesn't just loses confidence and just, oh, you know, is a shell. Chelsea won't upgrade him. Interesting. Do you think they should? So got Willick. No, I, I don't. I mean, unless you wanted to go for, um, I mean, when I say they should, should, if All Black became available, of course, but realistically speaking, like, unless you were desperate to play out of the, you know, properly go, you know, Barca style out the back, <laughs> Victor Valdez, yeah. I, 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 no, I don't. I don't. I don't think that there's enough of a gap between him and the very, you know, the the very best keepers in the world who might be available for for it to be worth it. You Just know. real quick, do we all think Reese is bad then? Is that right? no? I don't, I don't think Reese. I think he's actually really good. His, his... That's what I was saying. Tottenham should go for Melier. I think he would be an incredible investment. Yeah, I agree. I think I think yeah, I mean, Reese, unfortunately, has been your Achilles heel. I, I disagree completely. He's not been an Achilles heel. He's, he's been very. He's been a. He's been a really good keeper for, for Tottenham for a decade. Now we're running a little long, so we're going to have to cut that conversation short. But thank you very much again for joining us. Feel free to follow us on Twitter or on Instagram, both handles at Edge of the Box Pod. And we'll see you again next week. Bye bye.